Everybody's starting to get quiet. So it's about that time. <laughs> okay, so they're already on to me. They've told me, uh, you have a tendency to go into the darkness, Mark. Uh, can you please stay in the light? And so that's for, uh, that's for John's benefit back here when I do stay in the light. Um, my darkness is uh, over here, not the darkness you might have been thinking of. <laughs> hey, uh, so first thing I, wanna, I wanted to say was, uh, Di talked, I think she said something about um, having the right heart about giving. And my son just tapped me on the shoulder and reminded me of a, a wonderful opportunity that my wife and I had our had an opportunity to check ourselves on that. So we went Friday night to uh, watch the Rolla Bullfrogs play. We went uh, over to St. Francis Borgia and uh, guys played hard and we got done with the game. We went over to uh, Applebee's because of course that's a place we don't ever get to go to. <laughs> Maybe not, but that's where we went. And uh, so we're eating a, a pretty pretty good uh, microwaved meal and and uh, had a good time sitting and talking and it was just the three of us Mike went with us and me and Cinderella and uh, so the the waitress we had she was she was rock solid man I mean she good personality and she was had a I think she had three-fourths of the tables in the place and the place was pretty packed and um, so she's constantly on the move, and she took care of us, man. I mean, she was, um, you know, taking care of the drinks and coming back frequently, but still not bugging us. And uh, so she, I guess she had a little time where she had to do a whole lot at once, and she came back to the table and said, oh, I'm sorry, it took me a little bit. And I, and I said, well, my wife was just bragging about how awesome you are, so hey, we're good, no problem. And uh, she was appreciative. Well, then she brought our bill. And uh, so we, uh, we had the blessing of our son wanting to pay his. And, uh, <laughs> and so that was a sweet deal. And uh, he decided to pay his with cash. And then we had ours and we were gonna pay ours with debit card. <clears throat> Excuse me, so what we did was he laid down the cash there, and his part was like 12 bucks, uh, something like that. And then we put the, the debit card on top of it. Well, we meant to tell her, take it out of the debit card and do this part, and you do this part with cash and all that. We didn't get to talk to her. She came sweeping by and said, okay, I'll be right back. And, and so she returns. Our bill was like 30-some dollars. Mike had his $12 cash on there and she returns and she said, oh, thank you so much. You guys have been great. I really appreciate that, that tip that you gave me. <laughs> and if you could have seen the face on us, we're like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what we meant to do. We meant to give you a $12 tip. And so uh, we got ourselves checked right there and we were going to I think we all kind of evaluated, uh, do we call her back and say no, nah, and then we just let it go. We were like, no, nah, 
let's take care of that and let's bless her. So, yeah, what a situation. We've always got those opportunities. Sometimes we don't recognize them. I, uh, you know, I, I want to take an opportunity right now to, I guess, make sure that we appreciate and understand what our worship team uh, is about and what our worship team goes through sometimes. Um, sometimes not everything comes together exactly the way you want it to come together. And so this morning I was here early and I saw them practicing and and man, I just I saw they were trying to scramble and and piece things together uh, with less people than what they normally would. And uh, anytime you're minus Jam and Jimmy or or Juicy Jessica, I don't know. I don't know what that one is. But anytime you're without those guys, man, what a what a challenge to go ahead and, and still sound awesome. But these guys, the, there was one challenge after another as they prepared and, and they practiced. And and gosh, how awesome was that to get you in worship? You know, give your heart. Man, I just love it. So, you know, we got rid of Dave for a while. And... Uh, uh, the thing that I, I promise you is that the messages won't be as long. Um, <laughs> nor will they be as good. <laughs> but, uh, you know, David Scott Hagney, he gave me a book to read a little while back. And it was uh, a book by Bill Johnson. It's called God is Good. And I'm, I'm going to, just so you know, I'm going to be all techie up here with you today. Like I printed out what I was going to talk about, and I don't need to use that because me and Carl, we, we know how to use uh, <laughs> computers and cell phones, right, Big C? Anyway, I, I, I got to looking at this book that Dave gave me, and it's, it's God is Good. And the, one of the first things that you read in there, it's a quote by A.W. Tozer, and this dude was, he's a uh, big-time pastor, full of wisdom, thought highly of back in he was he was born like before 1900 just a little bit and then he passed in the 60s but this guy was uh, I mean full of wisdom and the quote that they had in that book it says what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us and I'll pull a Dave and repeat it. What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Man, think about that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, I know. So what do you think of, you know, when, when you're thinking about God? Um, you know, it, the way we think about God, really, it, it shapes our lives entirely. I mean, you know, some of us may, you know, be where, gosh, I've, I've, I've seen some of his followers and they're great on Sunday. And then when they leave their Sunday, they're not so good. And I don't really want to be like that. And I'll tell you that that shaped that shaped me the way I 
viewed God early in my life. Um, in high school, uh, I had uh, I, I knew several people that uh, claimed to be Christians, and uh, and they were Christians. They they're just like me. They're just messed up. But they, I would see them going out and doing the the party scene with me and uh, struggling through life like I was. And then I felt like, well, now they're going Sunday and being somebody completely different. So what's that all about? I don't get that. I don't want to be fake like that. And so it got me having kind of a distasteful, distasteful uh, opinion about God and, and what he was like because of the people representing him were just people. And I looked at them as him instead of looking straight at him. That's, uh, there, there's other things that are good, like, uh, man, some of us might look at sweet, sweet Beverly, who is not only a beautiful lady well under a hundred, <laughs> but up in years. But Beverly has love and beauty, the beauty of God that just radiates from within her. Her beauty comes from the inside and just overflows out. And so we get, we get folks like that who are all about love and just just give us such a great glimpse of our Father. This, this made me think of when Jesus was hanging with his boys, his disciples, and he was kind of thinking about this, you know, what, what's everybody thinking about me? What are y'all, what's your opinion? What, so who am I? And he asked them, so who do people say that I am? It's in Matthew 16, other places. But he says, so who do people say that I am? And, and his guys started naming off different prophets, different guys of old. And, and it's probably not recorded all that they had to say. But then he also asked Peter, and Peter said, you're the Messiah. You're the son of God. Of course, that's what Jesus was looking to do was to get him to confess that, to say that. To pull him into a, a stronger relationship to. To bring peace to him. And that's what God does with us, you know. We get to walk in some peace and some comfort when our relationship, our recognition of who we've got to go to is strong. Sometimes I forget to go there when I'm battling and going through life and got different challenges. But sometimes I'm, I'm going after him and, and looking hard for the one that I know brings me peace. 
So if we don't have the best view of, of God, sometimes it's because, you know, what we've gathered of other people. Sometimes it's because we know how messed up we are and how our mistakes uh, really feel like our mistakes separate us from him. But that's not the scoop, just so you know. Yeah, our, our mistakes may have caused a, a separation, but God's not seeing it that way. As we come to him and, and we get to understanding Jesus, man, it's all good. I mean, he, he just he loves us with open arms. I want to uh, I, I want to present a video here to you to get to understand a little bit about uh, how things can get distorted, our, our opinion of God and and what he is for us, how much he loves us. Um, this video was out of a, a movie called The Shack. The Shack was a movie that, you know, some, if you want to get all religious with me and everything and, and feel like, you know, oh, that's not a Christian movie. And, you know, that's, that's up to you. But I'm just telling you, there's some good stuff that we can gain out of this. This is, a, a, this is where a guy, the main character, he, he's... Uh, gone through a life of challenge, difficulty with his dad, um, with his daughter being abducted and murdered. And this guy is, uh, he, his, his view of God is probably shaped in a way that it got pretty distorted. And I want us to take a look and, uh, see how that can be changed and that can be um, turned into something good if we'll just stand and, and listen and hear God. So uh, just chill and relax. This is a pretty long video. I hope you enjoy it. Just saying, Max said it so well. But Jesus said it even better. Take me. That's the kind of love that our God has for us. We can get so distorted in our view of God because of circumstances and this messed up fallen world that we live in. But God loves us. Jesus gave his life for us. We have a responsibility because there are people that that kind of want to know God a little bit and don't. And the closest thing they know to God is people like us that want to know him more. It's not that we're perfect, not that we're everything's right about our lives. 
but we're pursuing God. He's already come after us. So we need to we need to make sure we're walking in the love that he's got for us. I tell you. With what I do, it can get uh, I'm the basketball coach at the high school and it can get really confused by the guys that I work with. If I'm not careful. You know, there's some kids that. Are so much like me, they're their own worst enemy. They're, they've got problems and messed up, just like it showed with Mac's dad. You know, Mac was brutal on, or Mac's dad was brutal on him. And Mac couldn't stand his dad. He didn't know what the deal was. And then he gets that picture of, well, he had a really terrible situation that caused him to be the way he is. And we have to be careful with other people too. And, you know, we are our own worst enemy. We can, we can sometimes bring a whole lot of difficulty and problems on ourselves because we hurt and we lash out at other people instead of taking time to consider that, you know, they've got issues, they've got their own problems and, and then figuring out a way to respond to them in love and kindness, and with care and compassion. We've got that responsibility because we know of God's love. We need to make sure that we represent that way and we're imperfect at it. You know, the, the Pharisees that you've heard about in the Bible, that you've read about, that, you know, they're the religious guys and they, uh, they like to hang the rules and regulations and the laws and all that stuff over people's head and just to kind of make themselves feel better, I think. They, they thought that they had people convinced that, you know, because of their position, I mean, if Dave wanted to, y'all have got a great opinion of Dave, I'm sure. If he wanted to, he could hold himself up high and mighty and, and give us a, a perverted view of what's really the case. But he's real with us. And he's got love and compassion for us. And, and you know, I'm not sure what happened in the situation with the Pharisees. I'm not really sure. I mean... Gosh, if you're kind of you're kind of tracking after God a little bit, it's really odd. But we can all get off course, and uh, so we gotta we gotta check ourselves and make sure that we don't end up being like the Pharisees. Jesus came to Earth as the perfect representative of our Father in Heaven in fleshly form. He came to introduce us to God in a different way than man had ever known him before. Man had known him the several different names, Yahweh and Elohim, different, different forms of, of God's name. Jesus came and introduced him for the first time to us as Abba. 
you guys have heard, several of you have heard the meaning of Abba. And it's just a real passionate, caring form of calling him our daddy. Jesus wanted us to understand he is, man, he's not just God. He's your daddy. He's who loves you. I just, you know, with my own kids, I want to make sure they understand how much I, I love them. And I, when I think about how I mess up and how sometimes I might make it difficult for them to see that, it, it's really disappointing to me. Fortunately, with my daughter, she, she, she just she says, uh-huh, that my daddy says so. Um, and my son, he doesn't always say that. He knows I love him, though. So I want to show you one more picture of, and this is, don't worry, Jim, this isn't another video that you don't have up there. I want to talk to you about the story of and I love talking about this story. It's about what everybody knows is called the prodigal son. It's in Luke 15, starts in verse 11. But it's a great picture of us and the father. And so what the deal is, just to kind of give you a quick rundown of it, because I, unfortunately with being high tech, I've got the time right in front of me and I can't, I can't go as long as Dave. So with the prodigal son, there's this father that's got everything. I mean, he's got lots and lots of stuff and he's got lots of land and lots of cattle and just he's very wealthy. And he's got these two boys. And one of them, the younger one, he's like. You know, I, I, I would have to say he's probably like a lot of us guys where, man, he's probably been getting picked on a little bit by the older brother. And the older brother, the way the story kind of goes, it, it kind of makes you think, OK, the older brother. Maybe maybe he knew God a little bit, maybe he lived or tried to live more the right way. The live more by the law or just held himself up to be more than he was. But the son, the, the younger son, he was, he was kind of a rebel. And he was, uh, he was ready to get dad's, his inheritance from dad early. And so dad's like, all right. Uh, you don't know what you're doing, but he didn't. I don't know. Maybe he didn't say that, but I guarantee his dad's thinking that. Man, you got a fall coming ahead of you if you're not careful, because I know what's before you. I made the mistake too, and so he says, "All right." The son, the younger son, gathers up his stuff, takes off, and makes a whole lot of bad decisions, just like us. Makes a lot of mistakes. 
he gets out there and he blows all the money. And don't you know that, I mean, all the bad stuff that you can get involved in, especially when you got money, it can really be some messed up stuff. And it can cause you to forget. If you know God, it can cause you to forget how much he loves you. I mean, this dad just gave his son all this. And he left. He went off. And the son blew his money, made all the bad decisions. And then he decides, all right, I'm, I'm so messed up. I've blown everything. I don't have anything to eat. If I could just, just be one of my father's, father's hired hands and go to work for him, man, then, then things would be back better again. Wouldn't be restored to where I was, but they'd be better. So he decides, I'm going to go back and ask him, can I just work for you? And here's the awesome picture of our God. Abba. He's heading back. And his father, his daddy, is not only going to forgive him, he's waiting for him. And he's looking out for him. And he throws down all of his dignity. Because back then the dudes were wearing these skirts. He hikes up his skirt and takes off running. He sees his son. He's looking for his son. He's not just standing around and being disappointed in him. He can't wait for him to return. And he's looking out. And he hikes up his skirt and he takes off running for his son with his arms wide open. Doesn't give his son a chance to say, forgive me. He just shows him his love. And that's our father. That is Abba. We just need to understand that we have a father that loves us so much. And we have a Savior who has given His life. Given His life for us. So that we can be right forever and have eternal life and peace. This world is so challenging for us all. I mean, man, when we think peace, it's hard to even believe that there could be some peace out there. But he has it and it's right in God's love where we'll find that peace. I got some other stuff that I want to share with you and it's not going to take very long, so I'm still going to beat Dave. <laughs> uh, Pastor Red Hag and I is down here. Uh, come on. Let's uh, OK. We got to roll. Uh, so, y'all know, a lot of you know, that when Jesus went to the cross, he went there with two other guys, criminals, guys that were messed up. Jesus wasn't messed up. Jesus was just loving us. And you know what? He was loving them too. Because they're mouthing him. People are spitting on him. Jacking him. 
I mean, just insults and all sorts of awful... I mean, the dude was so badly beaten, he couldn't be recognized. And what's Jesus do? <laughs> Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That's, that's Jesus. How often are we so shy about speaking His name out in public? It's disappointing to me. I've been there and I've, I've felt myself backing off, not talking about Jesus. This guy didn't back off. This guy went and gave it all and still said, forgive them. And that forgive them was for you and me. And so if anybody here today is like, man, I've been I've been so far from him. Understand that he's right there waiting for you. And he is running to you with his arms wide open. You don't need to back away or fear that you're so messed up that God can't love you because he loves us all. And you know what? He doesn't love us all because we're Christians. He loves us all because he loves us. And he loves us exactly just so you know, don't let there be any doubt in your mind. He loves us exactly the way we are, the way you are right now. And I hope your mind races to all the jacked up, messed up things that you've done in your life and all the stuff that you've done that you feel like, man, I can't be forgiven of. I hope your mind grabs a hold of all that stuff. And then what I want you to do with it is I want you to just take it and ball it up. And then you toss it right up there to Jesus when he's on the cross for you. Because that's what he wants you to do. He doesn't want you to carry it. He doesn't want you to carry how messed up you are, or the mistakes you made. He wants you to know I'm right up here for you. I've taken care of it for you. I love you just the way you are. And that one criminal, he watched all that happened. He joined in on a lot of it. And then before he's about to die, he tells the other guy, shut your mouth, man. What is wrong with you? We deserve exactly what we're getting. But this guy's done nothing. And I know it's ringing in his ears. I just heard him say, Father, forgive, forgive them. And he's feeling that love of Christ. And he's just not probably not understanding things fully like us. He's trying to figure out why. Is this like God come to earth or what is all I know 
is what's here and what I'm hearing. And this guy has forgiven me and he loves me. And he says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. <laughs> and Jesus does more than remember him. He says, today, you'll be with me in paradise. Can you imagine? I can because I've, I've felt that love. But can you imagine what that dude was feeling that day? When he hears Jesus tell him that? That's like marking the slate clean. I mean, that's getting rid of all, just like I told you, all that stuff. And you toss it up there to Jesus and he takes it. He's done it. So I ask you the question again. What do you think about God? And I'm going to give you the answer. He loves you so much. More than you can understand. And he wants you to run to him because he's running to you with his arms wide open. Oh, let's pray. Father, Abba, oh, our daddy. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for just giving Jesus. Thank you for your peace that we have in him thank you for your care and concern for us and I thank you that your arms are wide open to us and my prayer today father is that no one that has heard you today in these stories in this video anything that's come out of my mouth I pray father that no one will walk away from this moment not knowing your love anymore. Help them to understand. Help us all to understand. You are our almighty God and Daddy Father. Hmm. So Father, I just ask that those folks that have had stuff that's maybe kept them from walking with you, take that away. Help them to no longer look at their problems, their mistakes, their mess-ups, their fears. Just let them see you. And we thank you for all of your love in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Guys, it's sure been my pleasure to not necessarily get to talk to y'all. <laughs> I have a love getting to talk to y'all. But it's sure been my pleasure in getting to hang out with God more and more this week, just trying to get prepared to speak to you. And I, I believe that the Holy Spirit has... Uh, spoken some things to your hearts and and if there's anybody that um, is needing prayer 
to get rid of something or whatever. Um, we just, we've got some folks that really love to pray with people and they are available after we uh, dismiss here. And, and don't just take this as a time to walk away and not, not get with some folks that understand talking to God about things. Um, make sure you make your way up here and, and, and we'll go off some room sideways somewhere. It doesn't have to be everybody's business. But uh, there's people that love you and want to pray with you. So you guys have a good one. We'll talk to you soon.